0: Hello and welcome to the Grazia Fashion Podcast, why I wear it.
1: Well, I'm currently wearing a knitted jumper and that's because all the heating in my flat has gone off because the boiler's been taken out.
0: I'm your host, Laura Antonia Jordan, and this is the podcast that looks at the feelings behind the fashion.
1: So unfortunately, I'm not very chic, but this is my favourite jumper. It's very snuggly, it's ginormous, it's kind of what you want when you're doing a podcast, I think.
0: In this episode, I'm talking to Charlie Howard, the model, author, activist, and founder of beauty brand Squish. Charlie is such a refreshing and important voice. She's been really outspoken about diversity, inclusivity, and how we all, without exception, have the right to feel confident. I absolutely loved talking to her. I think she's a wonderful role model. Just to warn you, in this recording, you'll hear a few sirens and a bit of rustling. Charlie was set up in a homemade fort made out of a dressing gown, very chic. Charlie and I are also both quite expressive speakers, so brace yourself, you might hear a few hands hitting mics. Charlie opened up about everything from imposter syndrome to the power of red, loving corsets and how confidence is a lifelong journey. Welcome Charlie Howard, I'm so, so thrilled you could join us bombshell under a blanket
1: <laughs> so yeah for those who uh, obviously can't see me I've got a dressing gown over my head <laughs> right now surrounded by pillows and duvets to kind of help the sound a bit better but it, it does work doesn't it so it does and you
0: look surprisingly chic doing it <laughs> today
1: I mean this is the time of year for comfort dressing I feel 100% although I mean we've had two years of comfort dressing really haven't we but yes um Well,
0: let's go straight into that, because I feel like there's sort of two camps of people at the moment. There's those that want to, are ready to have this, well, we were promised this hot girl summer, (laughs) and they want short skirts, tight, glamour, heels, all out. And then there's people that are like, I am never letting go of my elasticated (laughs) waists.
1: Which camp are you in? Oh God, you know what? I'm kind of in the middle because it just kind of taught me that like, I don't actually have to constantly be not, not the best version of myself. I think it's important to be the best version of yourself as you, you know, as much as you can, but not to like worry too much really about, you know, the way that you look all the time. I mean, like nothing's going to happen if you have a day where you live in a, in a tracksuit or something like that, you know? So I'm kind of very much in the middle. However, I have been starting to go to more events recently and getting dressed up and putting on the nice dresses and and things like that does make you also feel good so and enough
0: when you have those events there's an element of performing do you get anxious is basically what I'm trying to ask as I do when I have to I know I'm going to see people again
1: yeah I've actually had really bad anxiety recently I've been saying that to a few people my anxiety has been really bad and I think a it's seeing loads of people again But yeah, there is like a pressure as well, isn't there? Of like, you know, God, what am I going to wear? And like having to hire outfits or get loans from PRs and things like that. And then, you know, being worried that you're going (laughs) to wear the same thing as someone else, which happened to me once, two years ago. And I've I've been really paranoid about it ever since. I don't know. I get more paranoid at weddings, I think. Like like dressing up for weddings. I mean, it's like, because then, you know, if you go into a shop and you buy a dress, there is a very high chance someone else is going to have that dress on. So... I find those a bit more stressful. But the actual events in like London and you know going out and doing those kinds of things, it's not, yeah, uh, yeah. Every
0: person we see is putting on some sort of front, right? And that sounds mm-hmm. like they're being inauthentic, but it's not. We just present something to the world around us. Yeah, and when we see it on someone that's high profile, we see the smiles and the step and repeat boards and the Getty images, and we don't know necessarily about the thought process and the anxiety perhaps that has gone in to those things and that's something that you've been very good at is vocally talking about all those kind of insecurities that I think we all have.
1: Yeah I think as well you know I'm I'm in an industry and industries and the people you see you know film, tv, music, modelling, fashion all those kinds of industries they all breed people who are very insecure anyway. You know, I've never met one model, really, who's like, I love myself. And who, will, you know, it's very rare to meet someone who's like, you know, the most beautiful woman you've ever seen who isn't insecure. Um, and, and and I'm sure you probably have found that as well, working in fashion as well. You know, people in fashion can be very, very insecure. And sometimes that can come across maybe as, I think, you know, bitchy. I, I don't think they mean to be bitchy. It's just that, you know, sometimes they get insecure. And so, it, you know, they kind of project this. This image of themselves this kind of facade of themselves as a, as a comfort blanket if that makes sense so that can sometimes be nerve-wracking I think at events because people are always you know worried I suppose about being judged and that kind of thing but also you have to remember that all these people are more worried about themselves more concerned about themselves and that is something that I've really learned now you know when, when you go to these big events especially at like the big red carpet ones everyone's more concerned about what they look like and how they're going to be photographed and, and and that kind of thing so yeah that was kind of my opening to me really oh 100% I couldn't agree
0: more and actually it's something I try to bear in mind when I get dressed now if it's something where I'm like oh should I can I get away with the sleeveless top or as if anybody's yeah. going to be going home that night and being like did you see Laura Jordan was wearing a sleeveless top
1: But you do though don't you it's like it's like that's how you think people are going to react to you and actually they're very very now i can't think of a last time actually i've ever said oh god you see what she was wearing like it doesn't cross my mind because i'm too worried about what i'm looking like really i know that my friends are as well and and things like that so you really have to stop worrying about what other people think and also you have to remember not everyone is going to maybe like what you wear (laughs) not everyone's going to like you particularly so rather than, you know, letting that dictate your life, which is what I used to do because I was so paranoid about not being liked and things like that or, you know, being well thought of, you have just got to live your life.
0: Is there anything that you wear now that you once wouldn't have given yourself permission to do? Mine, for instance, is I've been wearing mini skirts and I have this huge thing about my legs. Again, as if anyone's like Christmas Day conversation will be like, did you see Laura... Jordan's legs (laughs) but you know is there anything that you wouldn't have let yourself wear once upon a time that you do now just because
1: you like it? Bikinis so I didn't put on a bikini until I was I think 24 25 because I was so paranoid about the way I looked and and my body I was so worried that if I went on the beach people would be laughing at me they'd think you know oh god look at her cellulite if it had dimples you know in her her bum and look at stretch marks and things like that Again, I've never gone onto a beat. Even if a woman has cellulite, I never look at it and, and think about it and like, you know, analyze it and go, Oh God, she looked awful. I I don't care. So I'm like, why do other people care about, you know, whether or not I have cellulite or not? Does that make sense? But yeah, I used to wear baggy t shirts. Um, I mean I still sometimes do because I'm so pale and I will burn <laughs> from the hours of like eleven till what is it, two, three o'clock.
0: How did you make that? transition from being the girl that wouldn't wear that wore trousers on the beach to um posting naked pictures on Instagram (laughs)
1: Instagram. (laughs) my dad loves that a lot of it changed from a few things you know I I'd moved to New York and i started getting in with i guess the plus size modeling industry I'm, I'm not plus size at all but you know i'm I'm very much in the middle but the plus size community with the people that really embraced me really in the size that i size that i was and the fact that i wasn't picture perfect and the fact i had roles and cellulite and things like that so you know i'm starting to hang out with photographers and, and other models and agents who all wanted to celebrate that and celebrate you know a more curvaceous figure, really. So the more you surround yourself with big people who aren't going to judge you, if, if that's what you're worried about, because modeling can be incredibly bitchy. But the minute I started turning around with people who genuinely just like me for me and who photographed me at angles that I'd always been told to kind of shy away from, you know, like trying to deliberately angle yourself to hide your curves and hide your roles or whatever. The minute I started, you know, surrounding myself with good people, it just, it just changed my whole outlook from the way that I viewed myself. And I think that sometimes, you know, we surround ourselves with people who make themselves feel shit and and you don't need to do that. You know, you can hang around with people who make you feel good and, and you don't need to follow people that make you feel bad. You don't need to, you know, worry about, you know, being the perfect woman to everyone, whether it's, you know, the husband or boyfriend or girlfriend or friendship group or mother whatever it is you've just got to you you do have to put yourself first to a degree yeah how and how did that translate to what you wore yeah so all of a sudden you know I was wearing bodycon dresses I was wearing low-cut things I'd always been very ashamed of my femininity and very ashamed of anything that made me womanly you know curves and you know bras I mean I used to wear bras that would strap my boobs down really rather than enhancing them and now I wear push-up bras or you know I like bras that really emphasize the curves. I never used to do that because I was so almost ashamed of myself. Really, I didn't want to be on on show, which is ironic because obviously you know you're a model. But you know, unfortunately, in the straight size modelling world, they do tend to you know prefer that kind of physique. So I was very used to trying to feed something that I wasn't, and now I'm not like a caricature of myself, but I I love emphasising those 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 shapes and those curves. So like I was saying, you know, the body quad dresses, tight fitting dresses dresses with slits up on them, dresses that really hug the figure. It doesn't matter if you've got a bit of a tummy; like you still look good. And I think that, that you know, the female body is so, so beautiful. I'm so glad you brought up boobs <laughs> because I,
0: boobs. I have a generous uh, pair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a 28 on the back. And I mean, I went up to a G at one point. It's probably around a double D now. And I was, until I would say about a year ago, so deeply, deeply ashamed of that, because I felt like to somehow have um, boobs, that need a bra to stay in place, was somehow tacky or unfashionable, Mm. that somehow my body was inherently wrong.
1: Yeah. You know? And 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 that's, that's, yeah, and you're absolutely right there, because, you know, what I always kind of find annoying and obviously it started to change now with editorials and in magazines and stuff but throughout my life if you had a skinny woman and a curvy woman in the same picture the curvy woman in in the same outfit sorry um this the curvy woman would almost be seen as a bit more slutty in exactly the same kind of low-cut top as if a skinny woman was wearing it purely because she has boobs you can't help the way you're born you can't help the way you look but you know society does have this image that the minute you have curves all this kind of bombshell, and you're this, you're this kind of sexual being, and actually, you know, you're not. Um, now, you know, we're starting to see more curvy women in, in, you know, on catwalks and the magazines and stuff, and I think that really does influence the way women view themselves. I think that we always, I say this a lot, but I think that we, you know, don't realise how influential fashion can be and fashion images can be on young women. And so when you see, you know, bodies that look like yours, it makes you feel so much better.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure something that we all identify with is that kind of pursuit of a goal weight. And when I get when I get to mm-hmm. that, then everything will be fine. And you get to that, and the same things that have been going, the things that keep you up at night, those insecurities, they're still there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Speaking of that as well. So when I when I was in my eating disorder, um, deep in my eating disorder stage. So from the ages of like nineteen till twenty four, I guess is when it was really bad um I didn't buy myself a single item of clothing my mum literally had to drag me to the shops to buy me clothing because I would always if I did buy myself something it would always be a size smaller because it was like I was like I will not wear anything nice I don't deserve to wear anything nice or look good until I can fit into a size six trouser um so I would literally buy size six clothes I couldn't fit in size six clothes at the time because I was like, the minute I can fit into that, I'll be happy. The minute I fit into that, I'll look good and I'll be peaceful and I'll be all these different things. Um, And I feel really sad about that because I love clothes and I love fashion and I genuinely put so much of my life on hold simply to fit into a certain dress size. What would you say your best
0: self outfit is now?
1: When Charlie feels
0: (laughs) on top of the world.
1: Yeah. So I love corsets and I actually, I found a Vivian Westwood corset in a vintage shop um, in Hampstead a while ago and it's my favourite thing. I've worn it so many times, but I love corsets. I just think they look so flattering. Um, I hate that word as well, but I just think they really, you know, when I mean flattering, I mean they really emphasise your figure and lift you up and make you feel really empowered. So anything with a corset built in or corset on top is is my thing.
0: So corsets, that is something we think of as quite a sexy uh, piece of clothing. Mm. And I like as well how you've spoken a lot about being, that there is also nothing wrong for dressing sometimes to feel sexy or undressing Mm -hmm. to feel sexy and feeling kind of empowered and owning it on your own terms. When do you feel sexiest?
1: Probably when I ovulate, if I'm being honest, (laughs) during that time of the month. That's probably when I feel most sexiest. I don't know. I mean, I, it changes on a daily basis, doesn't it? I mean, your whole day really changes the way that you be yourself. Some days you feel really empowered and, and confident and stuff and feel like you can take on the world. Other days you don't. I think that's just, that's just normal. In terms of clothing, I mean, comfort is obviously key. You never want to wear something that makes you feel uncomfortable. You think it's going to rip or something like that because then you're not going to feel comfortable for the rest of the night. But if I find like a nice Herbe Legère dress and then put that on. You know, I know that it's going to, is. it makes me feel good. It makes me look good. Also, I think, you know, if, if you're having a bit of a rubbish day and you want, you want to feel more confident, put on something that you've worn in the past that makes you feel good. I hate this idea of not having, you know, not wearing things again. I mean, bloody hell, you know, just, just wear something that makes you feel good.
0: I love wearing stuff that only I know about as well. Like I often wear sort of uh, stockings rather than tights. And as I told you, I have an aversion to short skirts. Probably no one's gonna see that, but it gives me a bit of swagger, you know?
1: Yeah, or matching lingerie is always one. If you match your knickers to your your bra, you feel good.
0: Absolutely, rare rare for me. (laughs) (laughs) You talk as well about body neutrality rather than body positivity, and you just touched on that now, really, which is essentially saying, not every day, Are you going to spring out of bed and be like, I love me. I feel great. We all have days where we feel like, oh, like, I guess the the general term for it would be like a bad hair day. Right. Yeah. Everything Mm -hmm. feels a bit wrong. When you're having one of your I'm not okay" days, what would you wear then?
1: I mean, during lockdown, I had a few of those I'm not okay" days. (laughs) Um, And that usually consisted of tracksuits really loose fitting, comfy clothes that you just sort like, of oh, you know you can breathe in them you can relax in them and they kind of act as a bit of a comfort blanket i also had this like rag rag and bone matching top and trousers made from like cotton they were kind of like leggings and then a giant hoodie and it was the softest thing and i just put it on and i, just, I felt so much better i don't know what it is it was just so soft and i think it's made from cashmere or something like that but it was it's just so snuggly. and sometimes when you're having a bad day i mean you know, you don't have to look perfect, you know. I mean, I, you know, I, I like putting on makeup every single day, but when I'm feeling bad, it's the last thing I really want to be doing. I do do that, though, actually. Um, I do think that if you are having a bit of a bad day, doing something that makes you feel good, taking care of yourself in some way, whether it's having like a bath or putting on makeup, really can lift your mood slightly so you know if I'm feeling really rubbish about myself I put on a full face of makeup because it just makes me feel a tiny bit better even if I can't be bothered I still do it
0: but the enlightening thing for me in lockdown and I was I did it on my own was that I don't just dress for dress up for other people it's that sometimes I put on stuff just for the sake of it and I wasn't seeing anyone certainly not from the waist down (laughs) Yeah, all day and it just made me feel different but I suppose the 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 woke thing to say is that we only dress for ourselves but who would you say you dress for
1: you know what I don't dress for men at all I do dress for women and I this sounds really cringe but I, I think I do dress a bit for the years that I missed out on so when I was saying to you before the years I missed out on doing it now I really want to have fun with clothes I like sequins. I like things that really not bring the attention that's the wrong word but just make me feel a bit more out there like you know a bit more visible and, and you know showcasing the body that I hated for such a long time you know throughout my teens or you know late childhood teens and early 20s and that's what it should
0: be right that's the thing clothes are obviously functional we'd get arrested if we didn't wear them yeah. uh, they keep us warm or they should or cool but they're also it should be enjoyable. It's about self-expression and it says something to the world about who you are. What do you think the clothes that you wear now say
1: to the world about Charlie? You know, I'm, I'm fine who I am and I'm not dressing for anyone else. I'm not trying to be something I'm not. You know, I used to wear black all the time because it was slimming. I don't do I, I, I don't I wear much black anymore. I wear reds and I wear um, purples and things like reds, my favourite colour now. And I never would have had that before because it was too in your face and stuff. But now I'm like, hello, I've arrived.
0: There's something so gloriously, <laughs> unapologetically sexy about red, isn't there?
1: I think as well, you know, wearing red when you're having a bad day can really make you feel more confident. So put a bit of red on, and you're going to feel so much better.
0: Have you ever had a pinch me fashion moment?
1: Mm, Toes wise something you've worn perhaps where or people you've worked with yes I have actually but it's not clothes it's jewelry so I did a shoot and that night I was going to an award ceremony and so it was all a bit very rushed and I was like oh my god you know because I get a bit panicky I like to have time to get dressed and, and feel good like we were talking about earlier you know at these award ceremony things and um anyway I done the shoot and then there were these people from Rome over and there was bodyguards everywhere and they were from Bulgari and they had all these massive diamonds there. They had Elizabeth Taylor's diamond ring, they had Sophia Loren's necklace and I had this dress on and it was such like a Pussy Woman moment. I had a dress but my neck was really bare and so I was like oh I wish I could wear that and they were like oh you can and I was like really and they were like yes they let me borrow Sophia Loren's necklace and, and Elizabeth Taylor's ring for the night um with this really simple dress and I, oh, I just felt so good where so were good. you wearing that it was for a magazine's award ceremony a few years ago and honestly I just felt amazing but then I was going around being like this is Elizabeth Taylor's ring and the bodyguard was like shut up because he was following me everywhere he was like stop saying it so we around his necklace I was like sorry I'm just obsessed with her I'm so excited Um, but it was beautiful, like this beautiful diamond necklace and this ruby ring, diamonds all around it. I think the ring was something like 1.25 million. And the necklace was like, obviously didn't even have a price because it was just an iconic piece kind of thing. But I was like, oh, it's the best day, best day ever. And did they make it back safe and sound? They did, yeah. Well, the man, the body for the man, the bodyguard had to stand around The entire evening was following me absolutely everywhere, making sure that no one was going to nick it. I mean, you couldn't get the necklace off. You had to have a special key to kind of get it off anyway. But yeah, um, even in the taxi there, he was right next to me. We got out of the car, he's right next to me, red carpet right next to me. So, yeah, but it was really fun. But
0: you also have your own beauty brand and that takes a lot of graft. And I think, again, it goes back to that thing of we often just see the finished product. And there's all the work that goes into behind the scenes. Yeah. What would you wear when you have kind of um, I imagine you have some serious meetings about money and investment, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: business things. What would what do you wear when you have one of those on the agenda? I'd
1: like to and say that I would wear a suit, but I just wouldn't wear a suit. Um, I think something that again makes you feel really confident. I have this um gorgeous showy two-piece like velvet suit it's um turquoise and it's got these red um horses um stitched into it and i i wanted this thing for such a long time And i got it on sale i got the last bottoms the last ones in my size available in the world and when i whenever i put that on i feel so good and i've gone to a few meetings in that and it's like my lucky my lucky suit i love you you raised something there which is that sort of thrill of
0: the hunt we can get and that feeling of like I really want that thing. What sort of yeah. shopper would you say you are? Are you an online, a real life, a
1: sales shopper? I'm definitely not a sales shopper. My mum and my sister are really good at that. I am, I do not have patience at all. Um, I do love vintage shopping though, because I feel like when you find something and it fits you and you love it, you've got to grab it. And I get such an excitement when I find something in a charity shop or a vintage shop and I'm like, no, one's ever going to have this again. I found it and it does give you a massive thrill. It was like 20 quid. You're so like, yes, right." Um, I guess I am more online because it's just easier, but then it's just the returns annoy me as well. I go, oh. and then when I'm not out, like I'm not actually a very good shopper, I don't think so. Even when I'm like, you know, in Selfridges or something like that, like going to the changing room, just feels like so much effort, <laughs> but, um, yeah, if if I'm ever out shopping, I just tend to buy it. It's so lazy, but I tend to buy it and then try it on at home. Just buy a few of them and then take them back in one go rather than going to one floor and trying it on and taking it off. And honestly, I want I say just don't have the patience. Do you, if you,
0: you must travel a lot with your work or, you know, in in before this normally, year. Normally
1: I do, yes.
0: Do you find your sense of style changes
1: from city to city, place to place? Um. Yeah, actually sometimes i do i found that when i was in new york i was dressing up really like extreme <laughs> and just kind of becoming really more out there because i feel like new york you can do that people are a bit crazy and I mean they love life and stuff like that so yeah i used to really really dress up there and then paris i tend to dress a bit more chic definitely so yeah it, it does it does change from place to place um if you go to la for example and you turn up in like you know really posh outfit they will be like all right but, you know, you can, you need to be a bit more relaxed in some of the American cities. But, yeah, New York, New York's fun. Would you say
0: you have a fashion weakness, something that you've bought too much of?
1: Yeah, handbags. So there was a time where I was just buying them, buying them, buying them. And I, this year I've, I've really curbed my spending because it was just, I'm like, I do not need another handbag. But I, I that was the first thing I ever wanted to buy. When I first made my first paycheck. I bought myself a a Chloe handbag and it just sparked something off. I got a taste for it. And I was like, if I get this job, I'll buy that. And if I do that, then I'll get that. So I have all these bags and I associate them with memory and a good feeling of, you know, I I did that job. So I got that or I, you know, that happened. So I got that bag on that day and stuff. But, But I've had to stop doing that because too much money. Would you say you have a fashion icon? And if so, who is it? So I don't know if I've got one fashion icon as such, but I love the old Hollywood film stars. So Bridget Bardot, um, Marilyn Monroe, obviously that's a bit of a, you know, not cringe one, but, you know, regular one. Um, Sophia Loren. Um, I mean, all of these um, beautiful, beautiful women from those days who, who loved their bodies and, and things like that. I, I, I just love the clothes, all of it. What oh. I really want to ask you, finally, is
0: what I ask everybody, which is, why do clothes matter?
1: Why do clothes matter? Well, like you were saying, they're really a reflection of you. Thank you so much to Charlie
0: Howard. Please rate and review Grazia Fashion, Why I Wear It, wherever you get your podcasts.